And good evening, everyone, and welcome to this week's edition of Race Time Radio, all live tonight on Sirius XM Channel 167 Canada Talks, and of course on Rev TV. On Tuesday nights. Uh, so glad you could join us here tonight. I'm Joe Chisholm along with Joe Chisholm Jr. right here in the studio. And we got a stacked lineup for you tonight on the program. What's going on, Junior? You had a good weekend at Peterborough, did you? Uh, <laughs> I've had a lot better weekends at the racetrack. Uh, uh, the past, uh, I tell you what, the season's been rough <laughs> from the spotter stand from, from my uh, uh, point of view. But uh, uh, just mechanical failures and, and little things that uh, you you, uh, you don't anticipate at the beginning of the year, you know. Um, <laughs> yeah. When you, when you get to March every year, it, it, you know, March, April, uh, you think, uh, you know, you, you got everything, uh, all the boxes checked and you're going to win every race, right? Yeah. That's, yeah, yeah. that's how you enter the season. Uh, that has not been the case for this season. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I don't know whether anybody's going to want me to spot for them after uh, the, the bad run that we've been having, but, uh, it's been, uh, you know, it's definitely been tough, but, uh, uh, you know, walked away, limped out of there with an 11th place in the APC show with Josh Stoddy, uh, and, uh, as well, uh, mm-hmm. had a little bit of difficulty spotting for, uh, my buddy Rick Verburn in the 88 car, uh, you know, knocked the, uh, knocked the rad shroud in and, and, uh, ended up, uh, I don't know whether they're killing a motor, but, uh, uh, definitely, uh, uh, baking it like yeah. a, like a turkey. So, um, it was a little bit hot. Well, we'll get to all of that in just a bit here, uh, tonight. Let me tell you who got coming on the show tonight and it's a stellar lineup we're gonna start all the way out on canada's east coast actually right out in pei and we're gonna grab the winner of the super late model series uh, of course brand new series this year uh that's been rolling out there and a familiar face in victory lane at oyster bed speedway just last night uh the number 29 at greg proud went to victory lane of course he's iwk 250 winner from last year as well greg is going to join us here on the show we'll also hear from how about the oscar hot rod winner last night at the beach dale martin is going to join the show uh also the oscar modifieds were there present and accounted the number 34 went to victory lane and T.J. Edwards is going to join us. We'll also hear from Carson Nagy. He went to Victory Lane at Peterborough Speedway in round number one of the Quick Wick Superstock uh, Series. And Carson Nagy in the 93 rolled it into Victory Lane. He's a happy guy. He's going to join us tonight. We'll also hear from the APC winner. That, of course, was the number 22 of Kyle Steckley. And then we're going to get out to Canada's West Coast, all the way out to Saskatoon. And we're going to bring in the number 55 of Jimmy Gunn. He went to Victory Lane in the 150 that they had at that beautiful speedway last night. But what do you say we jump into this or we're never going to get through everybody tonight? Let's go to the Zoom line and welcome in good friend of Race Time Radio, the number 29 of Greg Proud went to Victory Lane. What's going on tonight there, Gregory? How are you? No, not too bad. You? Good, good. Man, it's been a long time since you and I uh, looked at one another across the desk. Uh, you're looking pretty good, bud. And 
in victory lane again. You got things firing on all cylinders in that big, well, it used to be red Dodge. Now it's a black one by the look of it. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's going well since we uh, partnered up with King Competition there and Andrew Hicken and the boys. And yeah, the car's been going straight ahead ever since. Well, and, and doing a really good job too. You've had a number of races that uh, could have been winners. It sounds like last night went according to plan. Uh, pretty exciting by the sounds of that one. You guys, uh, uh, the tour made an announcement. Uh, pardon me, the series made an announcement, said the our races are going to end under the green flag. And sure enough, it did last night. Uh, take us back through that 150. Sounds exciting. Yeah, it was, uh, it was definitely interesting at the end. I mean, we started off strong early on and, uh, we just got a strategy just to kind of ride around and let the car do what it wants to do. And uh, Troy Burke pulled out and got the lead on us. And then we uh, we ended up getting it back. And and then Darren took it from us toward the end. And uh, we just let him go. And, and we noticed I was gaining on him again. And, uh, yeah, then they had that – there was a caution coming for the checkers. And uh, Darren, Darren, I guess, didn't see the car that was spun out in turn three and four. And uh, – he really didn't have any place to go, and he kind of come up into me and took me out. And wow. I was in the infield and sitting around there thinking, you know what, this race is over. I guess it's all done. And and then they come on and said, no, the yellow was out when they noticed the car down there. So they said uh, that accident happened because of the caution. So we're uh, they're going to reline us up the way we were, and and uh, it panned out good for me because. That dodge on a restart's hard to beat when, uh, when I'm on the outside of my own track, and and uh, I wasn't going to let it get away from me, that's for sure. Did it hit any wheels uh, when you got together uh, when the accident took place? Did, did, did you get any contact in the wheels? Uh, or did you Obviously, you thought that it was done when you were down in the grass, but, but uh, did it feel any different? I know it was just a short little jaunt to the checkered flag, but uh, uh, did it did it, you know feel like you took a little bit of damage, or or was it uh, was it clean and green? No, what was going on is I noticed the car for the last like there was ten to go, and and we had a caution, and I couldn't turn the car anymore, and that was before the accident, and I just said to Andrew, "Is there something going on with the car? It's not turning anymore," and we cranked a bunch of rear brake to it to try to make it turn in the corner, and. And we just kept doing that. And once I get hit, I just thought the race was over for no other reason than than uh, we were just sitting there going to the back. But now when they dropped the green, the car still had that tightness to it, which we found out after. Uh, we checked the air pressure in the tires as soon as the race was over, and the, the regular tire was going flat. Oh, wow. So we, it was down to 22 pounds, and you know we, we should have had it up around 28. So we had a lot less sagger, which helped us get on the start you know it helped us jump get going on the start and take off and but then it wouldn't turn and anyway it was only two laps we were able to hold them off but i don't think there would have been much more than three or four laps in her before she would have went backwards wow well it sounds like an exciting one a real nail biter out at oyster bed speedway and greg that is home turf for you when did you start racing at that speedway no when i was 17 i guess i drove a mini stock out there and uh, raced mini stock for one year or two years, I guess, and then went to modified. And uh, I raced there till 2005. I joined the Pro Stock Tour. Yeah, and you've done that. You've done an amazing job behind the wheel. I've watched you for a lot of years, and uh, kind of cool to see you having the success early in the season. 
uh, with getting a 150 win just last night at Oysterbed. Uh, so what do you think of the new series? It's got to be going along pretty good when they make things right the way they announce it and uh, actually put it into play. I bet you that's got to be re- refreshing. I uh, I can't say enough about it so far. I mean, we've only really had two races in with them, and I struggled in Fredericton, but that was uh, nothing to do with them. But then they they just, they, yeah, they called the race the way they say they're going to call it. They do what they say they're going to do, and it. Uh, they were kind of complaining about the restarts a little bit between me and Darren, both on Darren and me. And uh, we both were kind of saying we weren't really jumping. We were just maybe rolling a little bit faster, you know. But they assure me that, uh, you know, if if you jump the start, you're going to the back after the first warning and uh, to not play games. So I said, I guess we got to take them for the word and, and see what happens. They, they gave us our warning and uh, I smartened up because I didn't want to, I didn't want to, chance that they actually do what they say they're going to do and stick me to the back if I jump it again. Yeah. Two veterans like Greg Proud and Darren McKinnon, they're no. not playing games on restarts. Come no. on now. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man, I, I I love when two guys, you know, that that really know how to restart get side by side. Uh, it makes a race so entertaining. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I, I look at on the Ontario side when a guy like J.R. Fitzpatrick uh, restarts with uh, well restarted with a guy like Brandon Watson hmm. when they would restart or like Gressel and and Fitzpatrick um, you know and, and I just love when two veterans get side by side and they drop the rag and and it you know you, you don't know what's going to happen no and and uh, uh, it's the same with you two uh, <laughs> it would be a lot of fun to watch yeah. There's uh, a lot of contingent from PEI involved in actually both tours. Uh, we got another one now for the East Coast International Pro Stock Tour. They're back on the racetrack next weekend up in Halifax. Greg, are you going to go to Halifax? I know that's always been a good track for you. Do you think of heading up to Halifax for that one? Well, I'll tell you what. As a lot of people probably know, there was some adjustments made for my engine to race in the tour. And we were, a penalty was applied, which we all agreed to. And uh, we're supposed to look at it after a couple of races. And I feel the penalties is too much. I feel them burning the brakes off in my car. And the tour was great to let me run for the two races I did. And uh, I'm hoping they'll come to the table and, and we can negotiate a bit of the penalty, even to meet in the middle a bit. Uh, I put it out there to them that. I would go if they uh, if they want to talk, because um, I don't want to boycott the tour. You know, I want to do the IWK 250 and stuff. And uh, there's a lot of excitement around the Super Late Model Series, and it's just different. And there's a lot of cars. I mean, there's 26 cars here Saturday, yeah. and it's 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 a lot of fun to race with 26 cars versus you know if there's only 12 or 15 showing up. Mm-hmm. But I mean, they're working at it, and and Hopefully, everything will work out. Um, I'm hoping that they'll come to the table and, and I'll be in Halifax. I, I told them I'd go, but mm-hmm. I, I haven't heard back from, from anybody. They were going to talk about it or whatever. So yeah, uh, I'll just leave it up to them and see what happens. Yeah, and that's all you can do as a competitor. You want to be equal. You want to be as fair as possible. And hey, yeah. there, there, no doubt about it, when you win races, 
uh, the pressure's on. It always has been on the winter. And if there is no pressure on the winter, then something's definitely wrong, right? So uh, they're doing their job. You're doing yours and getting the car ready to go. And, man, congratulations on the win in PEI. That's got to feel real good. How is day-to-day life going? I know you're a potato guy out there. How are things coming? You got the spuds growing or what? Yeah, I'm not necessarily a potato guy. I I, I work with a potato fella and, and stuff, but... Uh... Yeah, things aren't bad. We got the crop in. We're we're struggling a little bit there right now with the silage. It's almost a week late now because it's been raining steady for almost two weeks. Yeah. So, it's, uh, but we'll get it done. We're gonna go at it hard this week. You bet. And it's gonna dry right up, and uh, things are gonna happen out there on Canada's east coast. Dynamite racing out there always has been, always will be. Uh, and great to catch up with you, Greg. I know I look forward to seeing you at the IWK250. Another one. Now you're defending champion. You're going to have to go after it again, bud. Oh, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Like uh, Andrew and the boys, they, they work hard on this car, and we're always playing with things. And I love the fact that, you know, you just never know what you're going to the track with. And, you know, it's it's fun being part of something like that. And and it's uh, I think it's good for them, too, when we start winning and haven't won in a while. And back at the front again i'm not uh i'm not a young person anymore and <laughs> it's it's nice to be able to compete against the young fellas yeah well that's something uh, the clock's working against both of us brother it always has and always will be but uh no i look forward to uh, catching up with you out there congratulations on the win who you got on that number 29 car supporting you now bud well of course we've got the atlantic dodge dealers been with me for a long time now and uh and my mother and father with loyalist holdings they sold their company there in january and and uh, we got next towing come on there now, and King Competition, of course, and and uh, all my guys. I got like Grant Peters and Mark Hood and Blake Cullicut, my spotter, and you know Blake, and yeah, in case my nephew and and myself and my father, and yeah, it's uh, it's just the same tight crew that we've always had, and and we just added uh, uh, Corey Hall and Andrew Hicken and Jonathan Hicken and Craig McDonald, like they're all. They support me at the track one way or another all the time, so it's great. Awesome. you got a great formula. Don't mess it up. Just keep rolling with it, and uh, uh, much continued success. Look forward to catching up with you again throughout the course of the summer, bud. Great great catching up with you tonight. Okay. Yeah, no, thank you. You bet. That's Greg Proud, driver of that uh, Black Dodge, the number 29 out there in the uh, uh, on the east coast of Canada. Does an amazing job. I went to Victory Lane just last night. Always good to see one of those veterans make it back into Victory Lane. He'd be tough to beat, Joe. Yeah, definitely. And, you know... <laughs> He brings up a, a really interesting point. Now, I do not know all the inner workings of the the motor program and 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 what the penalties are, and and I don't I don't really care what they are. Hmm. Um, racing for a long period of time was about diversity in the cars, in the equipment. You know, mm-hmm. when you would show up to a racetrack, you would have guys with big Fords, you'd have guys with small Chevys, you'd have guys with big Chevys, you'd have guys with big Dodges, you'd have guys with small Dodges. Mm-hmm. It created great racing. You know, eventually there, there became a preferred package, if you will, when, when you, and this is mainly in late model racing. Right. But it is across the board. There, there eventually became a preferred package, and most of the people went with this one direction, whether it be the 355 Chev, uh, you know, that's it, kind of the, the, the benchmark, if you will. Um, and, and slowly, the diversification has left the sport on the Saturday night level. Now, not the, not the same in four-cylinder racing. You right. see 45 of them at the racetrack. Yep, yep. 
the diversity has left late model racing completely. And there are a few guys banging the drum saying, I want diversity. I want diversity. Um, and it seems like there's a few guys in every division. Greg Proud, obviously one of those guys standing on the sidelines saying, I want diversity. Now, he's not saying, I want advantage. Nope. He's saying, I want diversity. Yep. Now, with that, he thinks he has an advantage. That's why he wants to go in that direction, right, as a racer. When you look at, I don't care whether it be the Cars Tour, whether it be the the APC Tour, whether it be the, the Rattler 300 out in Penticton, there is, you know, a need for diversity. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, the way that the crate motor program has went, Chevrolet, the 604 in late model racing has kind of became the be all end all. Yeah. And and I want to caution the the promoters and the, the sanctioning bodies to not make that happen. No, no. You no. know, I look at the I Ford. Think it would be a mistake. Like you say, you got to have Ford, there, you got to have Dodge. Uh, when you got the three on the racetrack, there's nothing like it. Yeah, and when you look at it, you know, I, I spot for a guy that's beating that drum, right? Josh Stoddy. Right. The only Ford left in the APC Tour. Right. And the reason for that is because there's a huge advantage to go to the Chevrolet. Sure. And, and you know, I, I look at that. I'm not saying anything. So, Daryl, if you're listening, <laughs> Luke, if you're listening, I'm not calling you out and saying that, that, that you're doing something wrong. I am saying I'm cautioning all sanctioning bodies and saying diversification is good and healthy and that it should be cradled. Well, And now I'm not saying give somebody an advantage or, or let everybody walk all over you. Right. But I do think that there's a diversification problem in the late model rank. Hey, there's a lot of race fans that you see. Just take a look at a speedway. Next time you're at a track, look around at hats that are on people's heads. You'll see a lot of Ford Blue Ovals. You'll see a lot of Dodge guys. You'll see Chevrolet bow ties. You want that. And I'll tell you what, you take one of them out of there, you're probably going to take a race fan out of the grandstand. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm of the opinion, get as many fans as you can in that grandstand uh, and, and more power to you if you can do it. But uh, we got to hit a quick break when we come back. We'll catch up with Dale and Martin. He won the hot rod race at the beach last night. He'd be some excited. We'll catch up with him next. Stay with us all live tonight on Race Time Radio. Hey, race fans, this is Larry Barrio, and you're listening to Race Time Radio on Sirius XM, Channel 167. From coast to coast, coast, you're listening to Canada Talks. Race Time Radio is brought to you by RPM Race Parts. Order today, race tomorrow. Also by VP Race Fuels the worldwide leader in race fuel technology. And by Dawson Dental Centers. Get your victory lane smile at DawsonDental.ca. It's time to get back to the racetracks. For over 30 years, Quick Quick Fire Starters have fueled the sport on and off the track, making lighting your campfire as easy as one, two, three. There's no need for kindling or paper. Just pop your Quick Quick Fire Starter in the pit, add your wood, and presto, you're a pro. Quick Quick Fire Starters, no harmful chemicals, and guaranteed to light your fire every time. Quick Quick Fire Starters, the world's best fire starter. You watch them run every weekend, but Saturday, June 24th at Flamborough Speedway is your chance to get close and meet the drivers. The drivers behind the wheel of the pro late models, mini stock, pure stocks, super stocks, 
and the Pro Challenge. We'll all gather on the front straightaway and we'll throw open the gate so you can see the drivers and the machines who put on the show each week. Race Time Radio will be there to cover the action and talk with the drivers. So if you can't get to the track, don't worry. We will get you closer. Saturday, June 24th at Flamborough Speedway. It's Meet the Drivers Night, so get out to the track and meet the drivers. If you can't, join us here at Race Time Radio for all the action and fun. Gates open at 5, racing starts at 6.30, and so will our broadcast. Meet you then. The Riverside 250 started back in 1977 at Riverside International Speedway. The 250 has continued for all but a couple of years since. In 2007, the 250 was titled the IWK 250 and has been Canada's crown jewel event to win every year. The tradition continues this July 15th weekend. With the IWK 250 tailgate party on Thursday night, then Friday night, it's the Auto World Sportsman Series Henry's Auto Pro 100. And then on Saturday, it's the IWK 250 featuring the stars of the East Coast International Pro Stock Tour and teams from across Canada and the U.S. For tickets and camping info, get to riversidespeedway.ca and join us live. At Canada's ultimate short track race, the IWK 250, presented by Steve Lewis. Even though Napa is a nationally known name, nearly all of our stores are built from the ground up by local owners and families. People you might call neighbors will be here, there, and everywhere. Doing what neighbors do to keep their communities moving forward. You stop by a Napa Auto Parts store. You can count on Napa know-how. Tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by Napa Auto Parts Stores, New Glasgow, Andy Ganesh, and Port Hawkesbury, Nova Scotia. You can count on Napa know-how. AP Race Fuels, the worldwide leader in race fuel technology. Nothing connects like country music. Country music. Dig in to Sirius XM's Country Universe. The next generation on the highway, Channel 56. I need something you. This millennium's hits on Y2 Country Channel 61. Or 80s and 90s Prime Country on Channel 58. Tap into these and more in the country category on the SXM app. Included with all trials and popular plans. Taking you all the way to the track and back. It's Race Time Radio. And welcome back, everybody, to Race Time Radio. We're live tonight on Sirius XM Channel 167 Canada Talk. So glad you could tune in tonight as well on Rev TV. Hello, Canada. How are you tonight? Uh, we are joined by a slew of winners from across Canada. We just heard from Greg Proud. Went to Victory Lane out in PEI at Oyster Bed Speedway. Now we're coming to the province of Ontario, and we'll head just down the road here to the beach, and we'll talk Oscar racing, uh, the Oscar Hot Rods. You've seen them before, right? If you haven't, you don't want to miss one of their races. Uh, this next guest was uh, fortunate enough to go to Victory Lane. I've seen him race twice this year. Uh, last night he won at the beach, and... The uh, Flamborough Speedway race, of course, it was the Bill Zarda Memorial, and he almost won that night. But let's bring up Dale Martin right now on the Zoom line. He did go to Victory Lane last night. What's going on there, number 26? How you doing? 
I'm well, yourself? Doing fantastic, man. Sounds like it was a good race for you at the beach. Green to checker. You guys went like a rocket last night. Yeah, it was quick. I uh, after I thought we had a caution for some reason, and the guys were telling me after that we never did. And I'm like, well, I guess I don't remember. It went by so fast, so it uh, it turned out good in our favor, and it was a good, clean race. You have a beautiful Ford Mustang in that field, and Dalen, you have uh, you've done really well at that speedway. You know your way around there. You've won a number of races. What did it feel like to win there last night? It, uh, it was pretty good. We had some uh, sponsors there, too, so it was uh, a little bit of pressure to uh, perform, uh, so it was nice, and uh, always getting one of them surfboards is uh, pretty sweet. I've uh, wanted them, one of them for a long time, and uh, I got three now, so it's pretty cool up on the shop wall. You want to believe it. Was your dad with you last night? I know uh, he, he's normally with you at the Speedway, and a couple years ago when I was back there, you guys would race in the same race. We'd see him in that Thunderbird, I believe. Yeah, yeah. so it was uh, pretty cool to win Father's Day again. I did that once back uh, in the junior late model at Sauble, and then uh, it was really cool running a race with him as well when we had the uh, old car, uh, and it's just a cool father-son thing to do, and uh, not too many people can say they did it. Dalen, uh, you're, you've obviously had a, a pretty pretty awesome start to the season uh, behind the wheel, holding steering wheels. You got a, a second, right? Second of Flamborough. Second and of then, Flamborough. And then a win of, at, at, at Sauble. Uh, but you've also had a wicked season uh, turning wrenches for your buddy Trayton Lapsovich. Uh, yeah. You made it to victory lane a couple times back-to-back with the 20, and, and uh, then I guess basically you guys were the highest points finisher leaving Chaudier as well. So um, after the penalties to the 96 car, uh, yeah. man, you, you're just about batting a 1,000, my friend. It's uh, It's got to be a fun season to be Dale and Martin. Yeah, it's been uh, pretty good so far. Uh We'll see if we can keep it rolling the next few weeks here, but uh, can't complain too much. We've had speed in uh, every car we've brought to the track, whether it was mine or uh, the uh, 20 car, and uh, it's uh, just been a lot of fun. You know, I look back to the Flamborough race, uh, and I got to say, Dalen, uh, you had to go into the pits. I don't know, it was halfway through the race. Uh, Something went wrong. You had to go into the pits. You come back out. And I said to the rest of the guys, Kevin Small and uh, Jerry Paxton, I said, you guys got to keep your eye on that number 26 car. He's coming back. I know he's that we had a full field of cars that night. I said, but do not discount that driver. He is going to come through the field. And you did. Man, you were coming. A couple more laps. You just may have won that one, too. We uh, we brought a fast car to Flamborough. I was uh, impressed with it. Uh, probably the easiest car I've ever had to drive. Uh, and uh, we... Uh, we made it back through the field uh, and just cut a right front tire. I'm not even sure how many laps to go, but in tech after it was flat on the ground. And we, uh, I think it was three or four to go. We lost the cylinder. So we uh, down a little bit on power. Otherwise we might've been able to do a bump and run for the win. And it was one of those, I, I, I really wanted that Memorial race win for Billy. And it was just uh, a little short, but. Well, yeah, we got to take what we got. See, Dylan, I, you know, I, I, you're, you're saying now that it was a tire issue. I figured the horse had to come in to get a new horseshoe. <laughs> that, that's what I thought. That's what I thought it was. You know, it's uh, sometimes you never know. He's yeah. the, the, uh, you know, the horse and buggy out there, just uh, uh, rocking and rolling. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I got a fresh load of hay this week, so we should be good for Delaware. <laughs> Too funny, man. I'll tell you what. you got a good season still to come at you. Uh, what race is he looking forward to? Probably Delaware is one of those ones you'd love to get on half mile nice and quick. How about it? Yeah, we uh, we had a really good car last year, both races at Delaware. 
I uh, still say it's all spotter that won both those. All spotter, hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah, but uh, really looking forward to get back there. I really like Delaware. It's fast. It's a nice big open track, so it's uh, just a little different than the short tracks. Uh, kind of like it, a bit different rhythm and. Uh, See if we can keep the roll going there. We're what? four for four at, at Delaware, aren't we? Yeah. Four you four and Dalen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, that's why he's wearing earbuds now, Dalen, because if I had a headset on him, his head gets so big it won't fit, right? <laughs> when you do stuff like that, so we made him wear earbuds. Yeah. But, uh, hey, uh, when you look at the races that are still to come, Delaware's there. What's it like to have an Oscar hot rod? Are you really glad that you put one of these together? Is this what you're going to do? For the umpteen years that you still got? I'm not totally sure. We're kind of looking at what we have and what we can do. We, uh, we have a really good car. and it's, uh, it, it fits the rules good. It's, it can't be a super stock. We thought about going a super stock way. It's just there's – I have the car and I have all the stuff to do it, so we kind of rolling with the Oscar Hot Rod, and it's cool. It's an old-school uh, steel body, which is, lots of guys love and fans love. It's just cool. And uh, it's – just a little different. It's always nice to be different. I don't, I don't like the same thing. Different is nice. Right, right. So you'll maybe do this for a few years, and then, you know, you you guys will switch it up and maybe head down a different path. Is that what you're thinking? Yeah, I've uh, got watching a bit of dirt race, and I kind of want to go do some of that at some point and build a, see if I can build a Ford to do that. It's kind of, I like being a Ford, and I'm a Ford guy, so being a little different is nice. Uh, and See what else we can do. Keep the hot rod and go around as many races as we can with it and see if we can keep being quick and just as long as we're having fun and enjoying it, it's really all that matters for us. I'll tell you, if you put that 26 up for sale, I bet you the guys will beat the door down to buy that car. We, uh, I, told, I told a few people it was for sale last night, seeing if I had any buyers, but nothing yet. And We'll see what happens, maybe build another one or... I can't retire just yet. Oh, I guess not. You're way too young to be talking silliness like that. Yeah. Uh, and you're good behind the wheel. Fans really get their money's worth when you roll in. I can guarantee you that. I actually spoke to the guy that bought your backup car, the one that your dad drove. Yeah. I spoke to that young driver at Sunset Speedway uh, a couple of weeks ago. Uh, he pretty excited, never driven a race car, and now he bought that car. He was pretty comfortable in it, I might tell you. Yeah, it was always that thing. We never made many changes in it at the track. It just always worked. It was just a roll of the dice. If it was really fast or if it was quick or if it was a handful, it was just a, 90% of the time it was it was good. We were always pretty quick with it, and it just nothing really went wrong with it. It was just a really good car. Well, it speaks to what Dave Gainforth has done with the Oscar Hot Rods. Man, he come up with an idea, activated it, and now you guys are uh, – Burning it up on the racetrack, so to speak. Good on you guys. Who you got for sponsorship on that 26? I got uh, Leslie Motors. They're a uh, big support, big uh, big help to us. They, uh, they've they been there for a few years now. And then I got Darcy Sand and Gravel, Lehman Farms, Justin Hamilton Contracting, uh, Upshell Backhoe Service, Gross Tree Service, Smart Tech Custom Fab, uh, Martin Automotive uh, Restorations, and then... Uh, Caden Lapsovich Motorsports for uh, all his help and the Lapsovich family for all the stuff they've done for me and uh, uh, good family friends with them now and learned a lot and hopefully continues. Yeah, good deal. So you'll be heading off to the East Coast. You'll be on your way out to the Rock with the number 20 next weekend? Yep. 
Yeah, we leave Friday morning bright and early. Oh, yeah, 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 dark and early. You, you'll, uh-huh. you will enjoy yourself out there. Did you get out to last year's race? Yeah, yeah, I was out there with Joe in the 27th with Andrew Ranger last year, and it was uh, it was uh, quite the experience to be out there. It was cool. I wish I wish we didn't have engine failure. We would have we would have had a pretty good car, but uh, stuff happened. For the first time ever, Dalen fit in with the crowd <laughs> at Newfoundland. <laughs> Dalen fit right in. He he had yeah. the accent and everything. He brought it with him. Did he? That'll yeah. buy. That's yeah. my buy right there. Yeah. <laughs> well, you're in for a treat, I guess. Uh, I always love Newfoundland. Uh, those guys at Eastbound know how to do it, and I know you guys uh, will, will fit right in and have a blast doing it. I think so. When are you back in the hot rod? When's your next race? June 30th at Delaware. I think the Friday night we run there. Oh. And then I think we run the Saturday as well. I think it's a doubleheader for us. We run both nights. Ooh, good deal. You, you'll be licking your chops to get to those. I'm, I'm ready. I hope my spotter's ready. You're clear, bud. You're clear. You're clear. You're clear. You're clear. Dalen, thanks so much for jumping on here with us tonight. Congratulations on the win. Much continued success, and we look forward to getting you back on here. Thank you so much for having me. Good you job, bet. man. The number 26, Dale and Martin, you can catch him in his hot rod car. Uh, he's in the Oscar hot rods, does a great job, wins last night just at the beach. Great job uh, by him. And we're going to continue the conversation in just a couple of minutes with another guy that went to Victory Lane, also with Oscar. He's in the Oscar Modifieds, driver the number 34. TJ Edwards is going to join us here shortly. I got to let you know. We will be live from Flamborough Speedway on Saturday night coming up next weekend. It's uh, driver's night. Uh, You want autographs? I'll tell you what, Saturday night is the night to be at Flamborough Speedway. All the divisions are going to be on the racetrack. You'll be able to go around and get all your favorite driver's autograph, get up close with the cars and have a good look at them if you've never done that. And uh, it's what a family thing to do, Junior. Uh, Great time. Uh, will be had by all if they make it to Flamborough Speedway. And if you can't, not to worry. Race Time Radio is going to be there all live, so you'll be able to tune in and at least listen in. But you definitely want to be there and watch it. Yeah, definitely. It's going to be uh, it's going to be a wicked show. And and uh, uh, man, there's lots of history there. Oh, <laughs> lots yeah. of history in that race, and it will definitely be uh, uh, one that you don't want to miss. J.R. Fitzpatrick has been uh, really, really doing well at Flamborough Speedway. Uh, I believe he will be there next Saturday night, along with a lot of really, really talented pro late model guys, uh, mini stocks, uh, super stocks, you name it. Uh, They've got a full program. Get to their website at flamboroughspeedway.itgo, I do believe. Uh, Just Google it. Flamborough Speedway. Have a look at the schedule. You see absolutely everything that's going to be coming up. And you don't want to miss it. Join us. Uh, We're going to step out, take a quick break. And when we come back, we are going to have T.J. Edwards. We'll talk modified with the winner from last night at the beach. Stay with us, everybody. We will be back. Coast to coast, coast to coast, you're listening to Canada Talks. to Canada Talks. You watch them run every weekend, but Saturday, June 24th at Flamborough Speedway is your chance to get close and meet the drivers. The drivers behind the wheel of the pro late models, mini stock, pure stocks, super stocks, 
and the Pro Challenge. We'll all gather on the front straightaway, and we'll throw open the gate so you can see the drivers and the machines who put on the show each week. Race Time Radio will be there to cover the action and talk with the drivers. So if you can't get to the track, don't worry. We will get you closer. Saturday, June 24th at Flamborough Speedway. It's Meet the Drivers Night, so get out to the track and meet the drivers. If you can't, join us here at Race Time Radio for all the action and fun. Gates open at 5, racing starts at 6.30, and so will our broadcast. Meet you then. Tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by Leaf Racewear. Fuel your passion and confidence at leafracewear.com. We're an essential part of any team. And by Canadian Tire Motorsport Park, Canada's biggest sports car racing weekends of the year. For tickets and details, get to CanadianTireMotorsportPark.com. The Riverside 250 started back in 1977 at Riverside International Speedway. The 250 has continued for all but a couple of years since. In 2007, the 250 was titled the IWK 250 and has been Canada's crown jewel event to win every year. The tradition continues this July 15th weekend. With the IWK 250 tailgate party on Thursday night, then Friday night, it's the Auto World Sportsman Series Henry's Auto Pro 100. And then on Saturday, it's the IWK 250 featuring the stars of the East Coast International Pro Stock Tour and teams from across Canada and the U.S. For tickets and camping info, get to riversidespeedway.ca and join us live at Canada's ultimate short track race, the IWK 250, presented by Steve Lewis. Hey everyone, this is World Series champions Lance McCullers Jr. and Carlos Correa. We're excited to announce that our podcast, The Walkout, is now available on SiriusXM. Each episode, we go inside the world of combat sports, providing hardcore analysis, honest opinions, and top picks for every fight. If you share the same passion for combat sports as we do, you need to listen to The Walkout. Episodes are available on the SiriusXM app, Andorra, and wherever you get your podcasts. Rev TV, your motorsports and automotive destination. Watch live races from around the world and right here at home, from two wheels to four and so much more. Rev TV is your source for motorsports. Rev TV features exclusive race series, up-to-date news coverage, documentaries, how-to programs, and adrenaline-filled lifestyle programs 24-7. Go green with Rev TV. Contact your TV provider to order. Tonight's Race Time Radio is fueled by... AP Race Fuels, the worldwide leader in race fuel technology. It's time to get back to the racetracks. For over 30 years, Quick Quick Fire Starters have fueled the sport on and off the track, making lighting your campfire as easy as one, two, three. There's no need for kindling or paper. Just pop your Quick Quick Fire Starter in the pit, add your wood, and presto, you're a pro. Quick Quick Fire Starters, no harmful chemicals, and guaranteed to light your fire every time. Quick Quick Fire Starters, the world's best fire starter. If you're a Springsteen fan, you just found the promised land. Hear rare interviews and performances. Live concerts. Is there anybody alive out there? Celebrity guest 
DJs. This is Rob Lowe. Hey, baby, it's little Steven here. And more exclusives when listening to Bruce Springsteen's channel. Welcome, Bruce Springsteen, to E Street Radio, your home away from home. Great to be here. E Street Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 20. Explore the musical world of an American rock and roll troubadour on his very own channel. Tom Petty Radio. All of Tom's music, influences, collaborations. This is Tom Petty here on The Very Treasure Show. Heartbreakers hosted shows. Check out my show, The Breakdown with Mike Campbell. And more. Breakdown's alright. It's Tom Petty Radio. Channel 31. It's alright. And in the SXM app, included with all trials and popular plans. Did you know you can get home and away feeds for every NFL, NBA, and NHL game on your phone? I can't believe it! Every game, all season. It's all on the SXM app. Sports the way they're meant to be heard. With your hometown announcers just, just a tap, tap away. Yeah. Search for your team, then tap the star on the corner of the screen and save it as your favorite. It is gone! An incredible finish! And if you love college sports, when the game is on, just search for your school. It's always a home game when you listen to sports on the SXM app. Free for most subscribers. Taking you all the way to the track and back. It's Race Time Radio. Sirius XM 167. Now, here's Joe. And welcome back, everybody, to Race Time Radio. So, so glad you could tune in tonight. We're visiting with winners right across the country. We're in the province of Ontario just yet. And we're going back to the beach, and we're going to catch up with the Oscar Modified winner. He drives the number 34. His name is T.J. Edwards. But unfortunately, I can't see you, T.J. I imagine I can hear you, but I can't see you. How are you doing? Good. How are you? Doing good, man. It was a good run for you at the beach, was it? Yeah, it was really good. We finally changed our lock around from opening night. It wasn't so great then, but it was good to come back like that. Yeah, yeah, and that's what you want to do. It looked like a good field of cars there. Was there many cautions, and where did you start? Uh, we started fourth in the feature because we only got one lap in the feature at Flambrough, so we got to start near the front, so it was a little easier getting up to the front. I think we had three cautions or four cautions. Hmm. Mm, yeah, yeah, well, you don't like seeing cautions, but they do happen to come out. I was there, actually, at Flamborough Speedway. I uh, remember seeing you ricochet off the wall in that feature. Man, you were coming in that race as well. Yeah, we had a tough break in the first heat race, changed a few things for the second heat race, really made the car change. We didn't get to show what we had for the feature, but it's racing. You're going to get your ups and downs. It happens. Yeah, it sure does, and uh, I know you guys have been working hard to, you know, get that success rolling, and it's got to feel sweet to hit victory lane this early in the year. Uh, it's probably a good thing. It gives you lots of opportunity to do more winning. Yeah, it was awesome, and it helps the, all the guys that spend hours and hours working on the race car and getting it back to the track after we were wrecked and everything else. It was, it's not just me. They're the ones. If it wasn't for them, I wouldn't be able to race. Yeah, gotcha. TJ, uh, looking at, uh, you know, the, the lap times, and, of course, I, I was down um, the, on the other side of the province in Peterborough, um, but uh, following along on our monitor, 14.5, uh, best time uh, for you throughout the throughout the feature, but you didn't lay that down until, the like, near the end of the race, lap 30. Um, uh, talk about the race pace with those modifieds at a place like Sobel Speedway. Once you guys get into a rhythm, you guys can click off a lot of laps in a hurry on that little quarter mile. 
Yeah, um, I kind of got out front and just wanted to save my stuff because I didn't know what the 14 or 18 had, and I didn't want to burn up my stuff and have a late race cost and have nothing left. So I just kind of buy my time till that. Are you still working with Brian McDonald? I know you were a few years ago. Uh, I was with you the one day doing some testing, and you guys were working uh, solidly on the car, making advancements. Uh, you still with Brian? Yeah, I'm still with Brian. Brian does all my work on my car, right from my shocks to the setups to everything. Yeah, good, smart guy to be involved with. Uh, did he have much input? Was he at the beach last night? Yeah, he comes to every race. I'm very fortunate for the amount of time he spends on the cars and what he does for me because we really wouldn't have the success we do without him. Well, and he's, he always seems to attach himself, Junior, with drivers that know how to get the job done. They work on their stuff. Uh, and, you know, it's a combined effort always. The team and to have a guy like Brian in your corner is probably a good thing. Oh, man, for sure. Brian McDonald. You know, I, I've had the privilege to work with him lots. You know, in in uh, you know in the past, and uh, man, Brian Brian is uh, he's definitely a, a wealth of knowledge. Uh, but the neat part is, is a guy like Brian can pull information out of the driver um, that the driver do, doesn't necessarily you know give as feedback. You right, know, right? Like he's he's got the ability to talk through the lap, and uh, he's got the ability to look at a race car on the racetrack and and really diagnose it and. And that's what it takes to be a good crew chief or general manager or whatever you want to call guys like that, right. uh, setup guys. Um, you know, that's the key. But but when you look at Brian's history and Brian's past, man, that guy has been there and done that in the sport. He's not a young man anymore, but he outworks anybody at the racetrack, <laughs> at the he shop, sure anywhere. I am astounded every time I see him and Junior Hanley both mm-hmm. side by side. Those guys both work their tails off still, um, and they wouldn't have it any other way. Isn't that right, TJ? Yeah. Yeah, he's, I'd say he's one of the best. And sometimes I overthink stuff and maybe think the car's not doing that, and then he says, well, I think it's doing this, and then we try what he does, and usually he's right. <laughs> Every now and then, right? Even a blind squirrel finds a nut. <laughs> Yeah, Brian's uh, one of those guys that's uh, kind of crucial to have on the team. Have you made significant gains this year, TJ? I know you got a beautiful looking race car. You always do, uh, and they go. Have you made significant gains where you know you've looked at it and went, "Yeah, that worked." It's uh, and we're starting to come. Yeah, I think we made really good gains. Um, we had to change our rear suspension this year because of the rules and stuff, and I. I think it was more towards the positive than negatives. It's really made that car come alive this year and changed it to the positive for sure. Who have you got sp- supporting you on that 34 car, bud? Well, I got to thank my uncle. He's my car owner. Without him, it definitely wouldn't be possible. And obviously, Brian McDonald, uh, Ron Mace, my dad for all the time he spends in the shop, um, James, Chris, Donald, my spotter, and JTS, and Home Hardware Youngs. Candy Holmes, uh, Remax, Donnery Davison, Signs Needs, uh, Theaker, Transaxle, and uh, Aberfoyle Power Sports. Yeah, good I think deal. that's everybody. Yeah. <laughs> well, you got lots of them on there. And for a car without uh, front front panels on it, uh, you do pretty good. You got lots of support and much needed. You would have made the sponsors pretty happy last night going to Victory Lane, I'll tell you that. Yeah, for sure. 
I think my career is a lot more happy than anybody. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it's it's always rewarding when you can go out there and get that checkered flag. Uh, it's a job well done. What's the next race for you, bud? Um, we're at Delaware for the 30th and July 1st. Mm, now the fast track, right? You, do you love the speed? Do you like the corridors or do you like those big half mile stuff? Um, I love that place. That and Jacasa are probably, I'd say, one of my two favorite just because of the speeds and everything else. And there's so much room there. There's an outside. You, you don't get the block and you don't get the kind of stuff you get on the short tracks. Exactly. Exactly. Makes a big difference. Uh, well, congratulations on the win. That's what you do this for. And uh, job well done last night at the beach. Congratulations. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me on here. I really appreciate it. You bet. That's TJ Edwards, driver of the number 34 in the Oscar Hot uh, hot Rods, <laughs> Modifieds. Uh, beautiful looking race car, Junior. You've seen TJ's car. They got a lot of beautiful looking race cars in that class. They do, for sure. And, uh, you know, you look at the uh, the modified class in, in Ontario, it's really grown, man. It's uh, it, it's incredible over the past few years. Now, that being said, tough car count at Sobel. 13, um, you know, there's uh, no doubt that there's a little bit of division right now happening with the modified class. Um, you know, you, you see a handful of cars running over at Sunset Speedway and a handful of cars running um, in, in Oscar. A well, tough deal. We kind of called that at the beginning, right? Yeah, but you know um, where the show's going to be. Exactly. So it's it's really interesting that, uh, that you know, it it has happened the way that it it. it it has. Mm-hmm. Uh, it will be interesting when they get to Delaware. It will be interesting when they get, you know, at, at a couple of the other races uh, as the season progresses um, uh, to see what the car count does. You know, I think yeah. it's, I think it's going to ebb and flow a little bit. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, guys like TJ Edwards and, and AJMs and, uh, man, they bring the A game, you know, mm-hmm. um, they bring the, uh, they, they definitely, uh, uh, put on a show. Um, you know, I, TJ Edwards has been working, um, nonstop to, to build that program, yeah. uh, to where Andy Camera's program is, yeah. you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, it's a shame, I, right? I you think, don't have both those guys on the track yeah. at the same time. Yeah. yeah. I, I think that, uh, you know, Andy definitely has the upper hand out of the two, um, you know, speed wise. Um, but that being said, TJ Edwards has been clicking off, clicking off, clicking off and bettering that program every step of the way mm-hmm. um, and, and, and really pouring it to him. And, uh, you know, you look at uh, as well another guy that runs in the, the ORMS, the uh, uh, ORMS? Ontario Modified. Yeah. I, yep. yeah. Um, uh, you know, uh, Chad Strawn with that 77 car, uh, that's another car that He's is very competitive. He's always been quick. So it's, uh, it's really interesting to, uh, uh, to see kind of how everything's transpiring. Um, it, it, uh, I, I hope that it gets, you know, I, I hope that it, it, it comes together. Um, and, uh, and it, at the end of the day, it becomes stronger. So, yeah. um, you know, it'll be interesting to see, um, uh, you know, I, I, 13 modified the solve speedway is still a good show. I sure think, it is. uh, um, you know, 15, 16 cars is kind of where you'd want to be at in a quarter mile. Um, 
24 is ultimately a lot of cars uh, on a on a short track. So um, those modifieds, you know, you can't beat and bang with them side to side. No, uh, you can beat and bang front to back, and uh, uh, they're they're notorious for that. So um, you know, they put on a wicked show. I I I can't say enough about the professionalism that TJ Edwards' team has. Mm-hmm. Um, really. AJMs, uh, you know, guys like Steve Trendle and, uh, the, the, the list goes on and on. Um, Batty has got a wicked program yes, built. He does. Um, you know, from, from over King Carden Way. Um, it's, it is so cool to see, uh, what the modified class was 10 years ago to what it is today. Um, and hopefully it just continues to build like that and, uh, and the division doesn't create a problem into the future. Yeah. You know, that's just, that's, we, one can hope, right? That's kind of, that's kind of where, where I'm at with it. Um, it's, uh, it's not that bad that the car count was a little light. Um, it's, uh, it's not the be all end all. I think that, uh, the, the, uh, the tail of the tape will be at the end of the year when you combine all the different racetracks throughout the, throughout the year and see what the, what the car count looks like at the end yeah and find out where it is other winners that we want to throw congratulations out to uh Derry, dario capriccio in the 31 car at least i think he's 31 in the 03. super late month oh three oh three you're right oh three uh they did the don biederman memorial 75 at flamborough speedway last night dario goes to victory lane so congratulations dario we'll get him on the show at some point i can imagine and the number four, Connor James, goes to Victory Lane at uh, at Sunset Speedway in the uh, Ontario Sportsman Series. The OSS uh, sounds like Corey had a really good run going, and with one to go, something happened at the 71. The guy that won last week didn't win this week. Connor James in the four car managed to go to Victory Lane. I I still think that Corey won the fan count though. Yeah. By the sounds of it, so he tore the 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 trailing arm out of it, uh, and it just so happened that it happened right in front of the beer garden, <laughs> and he was ultimately out of the race. And uh, he got asked by one of the fans if if uh, you know he'd get disqualified if he if he handed him a beer. <laughs> and Corey said, "Well, I'm not driving anymore, yeah. so beer me, beer me." And uh, he he slammed a beer on uh, you know st- standing on the racetrack, and uh, the cr- he said the crowd went ballistic. It, it was a, it was a lot of fun, and um, you know uh, definitely. Uh, hats off to Connor James, the newlywed. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. You know, uh, a big win for him, and uh, those two are going to put on a battle throughout the year. By the sounds of it, you know, Connor oh, and and, a and Corey of and OSS and, guys yeah. that have got the potential of worn yep. it out. Yeah. And, yeah. and uh, you know, it was a tough break for uh, for Billy Zardo. He was going to drive for Tim Tolton. Uh, they couldn't get the they couldn't take the green flag. There was a mechanical failure on the three car, but uh, mm-hmm. that would have been a good show showing as well. And you know, guys like Chad. Mc- Glenn and the list goes on and on. There's there's quite a few competitors in that class, and and uh, you know it's it's really interesting. Uh, Corey said uh, it, it reminded him of the time that Josh Stoddy's ball joint broke. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know he's like he's like there was nothing touching this car, yeah. and ultimately uh, you know the uh, the racing gods took him out. But yeah. uh, uh, tough break for him, and um, but uh, good break for Connor James, and and. Uh, uh, the points will move on. Yeah. The OSS series goes back on the racetrack. I believe it's the Canada Day weekend. Uh, they show up at the beach. Their next stop. Uh, it'll be a dandy, so you don't want to miss that. A uh, lot of good racing to come. You want to get to your local short track this coming weekend. Uh, bummer to find out Friday night that 
Oswegan Speedway was canceled due to a wet grounds. I know it was a beautiful weekend. It was a beautiful day even on Friday. But at Oswegan, they had a groundwater problem, which they always do in the spring. And the guys have been working on the track and making it better each and every week. And then Friday night, they ended up losing ground. They knew if they went to the green flag, it was going to tear the track up even more and make uh, even a bigger problem for a longer period of time. So they had to cancel the races. Uh, probably a good thing they did. Now we got some nice dry weather. It'll be uh, sopped up, and uh, they'll get back to it under the green flag next Friday night. Yeah, definitely. And uh, they, they definitely make the call nice and early. Um, you know, when when they're in that situation, a lot of dirt tracks, you know, mm-hmm. um, they try to work it in, and then they try to piece it together, and it's terrible racing. And uh, Oshawa doesn't do it that way. They they no. Every time you roll on that racetrack, it's got to be perfect, and and uh, it definitely wasn't that way. But uh, tell you what, the owner of the, the Oshawa Speed, way did a great job in he late sure, model he um, sure did you know he definitely uh you know he he's he's learning this uh this asphalt game you can tell and uh he's getting seat time and and doing a good job and and uh finished on the lead lap 13th place respectable finish um you know for not turning a whole lot of laps in a late model he did a good job and uh he's uh he's definitely clicking it off but uh as well if we're going to give shout outs to winners uh we got to talk about delaware speedway friday night yes uh big show down there unfortunately they destroyed a pile of equipment mm-hmm. um you know guys like jason lidster um uh, mark jacobs uh, jesse kennedy uh all those cars that i just listed are going to need front and back clips yeah uh, jesse's car Kennedy's, he hit hard Kennedy, man. Oh, he's not going to need a front clip but no definitely not a front is. but a rear <laughs> yeah a rear clip in a center section likely um man it was it was tough to see um unfortunate um but if we're we gotta we gotta give a shout out to the winner right mm-hmm. uh on on the on the late model side um it was i had it well then we started talking about jesse kennedy reckon there you go i started having it i know well, you got to keep going with that who, thought because who, who, who. I can't remember and I watched it. Yeah, I watched the whole damn thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a dynamite net. I know they had a billion uh, uh, bone stocks. Yep. They had enough bone stocks where they actually had to send guys home. Kind of a tough deal when you're a competitor, you want to go and race, but you got to qualify to get in. And uh, it just it, they had so many cars that they couldn't get everybody into the feature. Uh, but a good problem to have. If you're a speedway, bad if you're Connor. outside the 24. Connor Pritigo. That's who it was. Connor My Pritigo. Lord. Do you think I the can remember it? The 19 car. Yep. No, well, it's, don't, uh, look at there We end up with a ton of yeah. winners across this country, <laughs> and we try and keep our eye on as many as possible. And now that you say, Connor, uh, yeah, uh, the 19 car, he did a great job, and that's the second win. He won last week as well. Uh, so congratulations, Connor Pritigo. We will get you on this program. I can uh, guarantee it. But, Junior, we are getting real close to the top of the hour. we got to throw it back to Sirius XM for a quick, quick news update. Takes 90 seconds. And then when we come back, we're going to come back real strong with the Quick, Quick Firestarter Super Stock Series. First winner of the year. They finally got out of the box. They did it at Peterborough Speedway. And the number 93 car of Carson Nagy has been just so close to winning a pile of races this year, but he did it at Peterborough Speedway. He's going to join us on the other side of the break, and we'll have the APC winner, 
and that was, of course, Kyle Stetley. And then we're going to get off to Canada's West Coast, and we'll get in Jimmy Gaunt, uh, that one out in Saskatoon. That's what we got coming for you in hour number two. But we're going to throw it back to you, Scotty, in Toronto. Get us up to date. And then when we come back, we're going to get Carson Nagy to turn his camera on so we can see him. And we will hear from him as well, all live tonight on Race Time. Stay with us, everybody. We will be back in just a moment. You're listening to Canada Talks on Sirius XM, channel 167. Tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by Leaf Racewear. Fuel your passion and confidence at leafracewear.com. We're an essential part of any team. And by Canadian Tire Motorsport Park, Canada's biggest sports car racing weekends of the year. For tickets and details, get to canadiantiremotorsportpark.com. When you think NASCAR, when you think NASCAR, think Sirius XM NASCAR Radio. This may be the most important thing that's ever happened. You're damn right, baby. The races. The Daytona 500 win. I love that we have playoff racing now. The talk shows. We'd love for you guys to participate as well. The unprecedented access. Well, I'm here at the red carpet with the fans. Sirius XM NASCAR Radio, Channel 90. Chastain did a video game move. Also streaming on the SXM app. I think they're happy down here. We're back with our number two of Race Time Radio with the two Joes here on Race Time Radio on Sirius XM 167 where Canada talks. And just like that, our number two begins tonight all live on Sirius XM channel 167 Canada Talks. And right here on Rev TV Canada, right across the country. So glad you could tune in tonight. Or maybe you're tuned in throughout the course of the week on the Performance Motorsport Network.com. We surely do appreciate all of the uh, different contributing members that carry Race Time Radio to you, the race fan. And uh, we genuinely appreciate it. Sure hope you enjoyed the program. We're going to get off now back to the Zoom line. And we're going to welcome in, how about the quick, quick fire starters? Super Stock Series race one winner, uh, and he is no stranger to victory lane, especially at Peterborough Speedway. He drives the number 93 car. His name is Carson Nagy, and he joins us on the hotline. What's going on there tonight, Carson? You uh, still soaking up that win, buddy? Absolutely. It was a really good night for us as a team last night at Peterborough Speedway. Um, yeah, having some fun today. Yeah, I bet. I bet. And uh, well-earned fun, I might add. Uh, I've been watching you all season long, at least at uh, Delaware Speedway, uh, watching the races there. Man, you talk about a hot bunch of cars uh, to be uh, involved with. Carson, you're in with the Lions, and you're holding, them, you're holding your own and going after them now. Yeah, we've had a really a bunch of really good runs at Delaware Speedway this year. Um, we've been close for the last three weeks now and it was felt really good to finally get that win last night at Peterborough just hopefully we can keep this momentum rolling into our home track program and on to the first uh, Delaware quick Quick race yeah and it's huge right uh, you haven't got a lot of races to get it done in the quick quick fire starter series and to come out of the gate with that first win has got to be a real real good sign yeah it's a huge confidence booster for sure it's uh, like you said, it's probably one of the toughest series around and um, 
just so much talent throughout the series. And like you said, with the short season, it's you got to be consistent. You got to be on top of your game and try and be there. So, yeah. I was watching last night, and uh, no doubt the 89 car of Sean Chenoweth, that thing was hooked up. He was on rails. He was going. Uh, the 17 car of Garrett Tamirzma, also a very fast race car. And, of course, those two guys made contact. Uh, didn't end well for the number 89. But what did you see? And more more uh, interesting, I would think, is what were you feeling inside the race car? Were you biding your time and trying to save your gear to make a run for it? Because there's no doubt the 89 was a very fast race car. Yeah, we had a really good battle with Sean in the 89C. We were bumping and banging, but it's all in good hard racing, especially at Peterborough Speedway, right? So I feel bad that that incident took him out of the race. I wish we could have raced him a little bit more. Um, To me, it looked like just the 17 might have made a little bit of a mistake trying to get back behind him, trying to get back into a rhythm for the rest of the run we were going to have. Again, feel bad for the 89 team. Um, We weren't really biding our time. At that point, it was go time. There was only 20 laps to go, maybe. So we were really pushing it at the end there. But, yeah, just wish wish we could have kept green there. You know, a cherry bomb has got a one-inch fuse on it, and and uh, and and Sean Chenoweth, uh, he's got a half-inch fuse. It, it don't take long from the the time that you light it to the time it goes off. Uh, he is a fiery competitor, and that's what we all love about him. I, I think that's what the fans love about well, him. I either, think that's, you either love him or hate him. Exactly, that's and, the way it is. And uh, he even said it in his interview, he right? Did. He's like, he's like, you know, some people don't like me, and I don't really care. And <laughs> you know what? That's it, it's racing. Uh, Carson, uh, you know, obviously, uh, you know, the, the 17, uh, took the brunt of, of the, the anger, if you will, of, of, you know, the anguish, not anger, the anguish of, of, of defeat. Um, the, right before that to cause the yellow or not to cause the yellow, but right before that you had taken the lead from the 89 car and, and it was, it like you said, it was a little bit of a bump and run. Uh, there was bumping and banging and, and, uh, you came out ahead. Uh, then they, uh, they, the yellow came out right basically down the back stretch. Uh, the rule is you go back a lap, go back to the last completed lap. Um, and that put the 89 back out front. I turned to Kenny Katu and those guys, they were uh, just down from me. And I said, you ever poked a bear before? <laughs> That's exactly what I said. Because, like, you poked him, right? You gave him a shot, and, and it's coming down to the end of the race. I mean, I, everybody would do it. It wasn't a dirty move. It was, no. a, it was a way to make a pass at Peterborough Speedway. And, uh, you know, I, I think that, you know, obviously with the 17 and the 89 coming together, I think, you know, it, obviously the – everything played out completely different but but were you worried about it when you went back to green and and knowing that hey i just poked the bear a little bit and uh you know they put me back here were you worried about trying to make the move uh you know once once you came back to that restart no i wasn't too worried you know i have a ton of respect for sean chenoweth like he said some people don't like him some people love him but i absolutely love racing with him you know, I can get into him, but I should be expecting for it to come back to me, and that's all in fair game, right? Absolutely. Yeah, I was definitely expecting a little something, but, uh, yeah, right when that caution came out after that move with him, it was kind of heartbreaking just because I knew there's only a handful of laps, and I knew there's guys like the 17 with Garrett and Lane Zardo right behind us, 
I figured it was going to be a lot more rough than that, <laughs> which unfortunately it did for those two. But yeah, yeah, just you always got to expect it back when you give it, right? Yeah, uh, absolutely. Abs- you got to. Uh, Lane Zardo, as mentioned, uh, finished that race up second. Man, he's been right there, too, on the edge throughout the course of the year. He's going to be a force to be reckoned with. A number of guys are. How are you uh, right now in your racing program with the 93 car? Give yourself a report card so far this year. Whereabouts are you at? Right now, obviously, when it comes to the Quickwick series, probably an A. <laughs> yeah. But at Delaware Speedway, probably a B. Just we've been so close so many times, but haven't been able to finish just to get that one last spot. But, you know, we've been consistent. We've been up there. We've been competitive. And I can't complain one bit about that. I just want a chance. I know you won't ever give up on trying to find the speed and trying to make the adjustments to uh, be the guy to beat every week. Uh, Do you have many more tricks that you can pull out? Or do you have uh, different routes figured out on how you can pick up that little bit? I'm finding new tricks every weekend. (laughs) Still lots to learn. You know, I've only been in a car for maybe seven years now. So I'm lucky to have the people I have around me, like my uncle Alex, my dad, Jim, my brother Hudson, who's been through the ranks. Um, We've worked with Junior Hanley before, Ken Spira, Billy Schwarzenberg. So I have a lot of good people that I've had around me to teach me these things. And like I said, just want to keep on learning. Carson, this is not racing related now. We're going to change gears. Going to change change it up a little bit. There's pictures uh, floating around of a of a great big Jim Nagy face on a hood of of a car, <laughs> and I need the clarification. And for anybody else that doesn't know, I think they would want the clarification too because there's there's certain things you put on a on the hood of a car, not a race car, mind you. This is a road car, uh, but but there's certain things that you put on the hood of a road car. And uh, I, Jim Nagy's face wouldn't be one of them for me. But what's the what's the uh, what's the story behind that? So I'm on the same page as you. I don't know why my mother wanted his face on the hood, but <laughs> she's always joked about it for years. And then we're just starting to get into the vinyl business, so we said, you know what, we'll surprise her one night, just make her happy. But mom fell in love with it and hasn't wanted to take it off since. So anyone out there, if you guys see it by the racetrack, take a picture, post it. On your social media, she says, "Literally, really big gag with us here, and seems like everyone that we've talked to at the track loves it." Well, I can guarantee you, if I find it, I'm taking a picture with it, and <laughs> oh, there'll be a bunch of pictures. I guarantee it. <laughs> you know, it's gonna be it's gonna be fun. They can't be our rated. No, no, Jenna. they're not gonna be our no, rated. No, no. They're gonna get posted. <laughs> they're gonna get posted. Yeah. Incredible, uh, Carson. You did a great job last night, Peterborough Speedway sponsorship on that number ninety three. Got to be very important. Who you got? Yeah, I got to thank HumberviewParts.ca, Fielding Estate Winery, The Fireplace and Patio Shop, Pure Energy Performance, Queenston Chevrolet, Buick GMC, and uh, RPM Racewear. Um, For the rest of the year, we're not too sure what we're going to do. We're just taking it one race at a time. So if anybody is interested in joining a competitive and fun race team, shoot me a message. Yeah, cool. And how did they do that? I guess you're on Facebook, you're on all the social media aspects. Yeah, you guys can reach me at Carson Nagy on Facebook, on Instagram, Carson.Nagy93. And that, those are the two big media channels that I normally use. So, yeah, just reach out if you're ever interested or want to learn about the racing itself or the car or whatever you need. 
Cool, cool. And they can get involved for one race if they say, hey, I'm going to go to Delaware Speedway on this particular night. I'm going to reach out to that guy. I know he's got the potential to win. If I support him, maybe, just maybe, he will make it to victory lane. That would be kind of cool too, right? Yeah, absolutely. There's many ways you can join a race team. Just reach out, and we'll see what we can come up with. Well, I'll tell you, you couldn't get involved with a better guy than Carson Nagy. Uh, he's a proven winner, too. Uh, just look at that on Saturday night, Junior. You know, you look at uh, you look at the sport, and you talk about the camaraderie and the fun that you have at the racetrack, right? Um, you know, you, you talk about the racing aspect. You talk about the camaraderie part, right? It's a lifestyle. Racing's a lifestyle. Yeah. When you look at... at Carson Nagy and the group of buddies that that have kind of formed through racing. You know, you look at at you know, and 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 I don't want to leave anybody out from the from the the buddy group there, but you know, you got guys like like Colton Evernham and you got uh, Lane Zardo and you got Carson Nagy. They're all buddies, right? Yeah. Ray, yeah, Ray yeah. Morno and um, it, like it looks like you guys have so much fun at the racetrack and away from the racetrack. Uh, it's uh, it's definitely cool to see. It kind of reminds me of the old All-Star days, right? With yep. like guys like uh, like Shaw and Kirk Hooker and, and you know, uh, <laughs> Schnurr and, and McDonnell, and those guys would all hang out yep. and cause trouble. Not trouble in a bad way, but, no. you know, have fun. Yeah. Um, uh, you guys are, are definitely, uh, you guys are lighting the lamp and having a great time, and uh, the success that you guys are having, hats off to you, and, and uh, congratulations on the win, man. Yeah, it's always a lot of fun at the racetrack with those guys. You know, we don't live anywhere near each other, but we always find each other at the racetrack. And once we all get together, it's always a fun time. And obviously, once we get on the track, it's a little bit different. Absolutely. Always a ton of fun with them. So is there a chance we will see you Friday night at Delaware Speedway? Is there a chance? Yes, we'll be there. We're running full-time Delaware. That's our plans, at least. But like I said, we're just kind of going one race at a time and seeing how the rest of the season goes. So hopefully I don't wreck it anymore. <laughs> no, and you're not going to. You can't get oh. wrecked when you're out front all by yourself. <laughs> right. Yeah, right. yeah. Good luck getting out there, though. Carson, thanks so much for uh, jumping on here tonight. We genuinely appreciate it. Much continued success, and we look forward to getting you back on here one of these nights. Yes, thank you guys for having me. Really quick, I'd also like to shout out McCall Racing Enterprises. They've done a phenomenal job helping our Superstock program, and they made the car what it was last night, so I can't thank those guys enough. Well, go, yeah. go see Mike and get him to do it again for Friday night. Yeah, absolutely. That's the plan. <laughs> you betcha, bud. Thanks so much for the time. Yes, thank you, guys. Watch for Carson Nagy in that 93 car. I'm telling you what, he's the real deal. But at Delaware Speedway, it doesn't matter whether we're talking Friday night racing at Delaware or the quick, quick Firestarters uh, Superstock Series. The competition, Junior, is off the charts. Yeah. Uh, they are all so competitive. They're all right there. Yeah, and you know, he mentioned that he's he's only been in in a you know a full body car for seven years, right? Yeah. And <laughs> when you when you think about it, Carson Nagy to me is like a veteran, right? Like yeah. I, I've I've been watching him for years now. Um, but you, you look at guys that he's running against, and Jay Dewar and and uh, you know uh, uh, guys like uh, Pete, Pete Vanderwist, Vander, yeah. And, and you know the 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 name goes on, the names go on and on. Uh, you know McCullough and all those guys. Uh, but then there's also also this huge contingent of youth, right? You mm-hmm. got Chase Pinsonow, and uh, the 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 list goes on and on on that side as well. Um, it is uh, <laughs> the 
the super stock class is no joke right now no. with the amount of competition um the amount of uh the amount of guys that that are in it now obviously we've seen a decent car count at at uh, Peterborough mm-hmm. we've been seeing a decent car count at, at Delaware every single night yep struggling kind of across the country um on it, a on a friday night on a, basis, on a friday or, or saturday, saturday night, night. Yeah. yeah you know when you look at sunset you know, eight to ten cars. You look at Peterborough, same deal. Um, it, it tough to see. Yeah. And, and with all of that competition comes ingenuity. Ingenuity creates cost. Mm-hmm. And and it's up to the racetracks to keep the lid on that cost in order to for for the the series to grow. And uh, you know, it's it's at that inflection point right now for me. And and what do I know? I'm just a radio guy. Right. But it's at that inflection point in in my eyes that hey these these can't continue to cost seventy thousand no, dollars to build. No. They gotta wind it they, back. They gotta wind it back it. a little bit. You'll never forget what you already know. Right. So you can't unwind. No. You can't unwind that portion. No. But you can unwind some of the cost out of it, and that is not done by rules changes. That is done by rules. Freezing. freezing. Yep. Um, and and uh, you know when you look at the super stock division, because of all that knowledge, because of all that competition, because of all that that pure uh, motorsports related knowledge, mm-hmm. um, I think has got a very bright future if it's handled correctly. And yep. uh, um, it's you know it, it's quickly becoming the most fun race to watch. It's quickly becoming the most aggressive racing to watch, um, and and through that the fans are starting to get into it. Uh, they were cheering, man. Yeah. You should have yeah, heard yeah. them at Peterborough Speedway. The yeah. fans were going ballistic. That's cool. Uh, not only not only for Sean Chenoweth being mad, mm. not only for a wreck happening on the racetrack, for everything. I mean, for Carson Nagy winning, for the successes, for, for the successes, yeah. for uh, the driver intros. Uh, there's some big personalities out there, and and uh, uh, love it. Yeah. You want to believe it, and so do we. We love it to death. We are going to take a quick break. When we come back, how about yet another winner? This time, the APC Series winner. It was a 100 last night at Peterborough Speedway, and it was the 22 of Kyle Steckley going to victory lane. We've heard from him already this year for different wins. He just won an APC race, and we're going to hear from him again on the other side of the break. Stay with us. Hello, race fans. This is Adam Andretti, and you're listening to The Best with Race Time Radio. From coast to coast, 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 to coast you're listening to Canada, to Canada Talks. You watch them run every weekend, but Saturday, June 24th at Flamborough Speedway is your chance to get close and meet the drivers. The drivers behind the wheel of the pro late models, mini stock, pure stocks, super stocks, and the Pro Challenge will all gather on the front straightaway and we'll throw open the gate so you can see the drivers and the machines who put on the show each week. Race Time Radio will be there to cover the action and talk with the drivers. So if you can't get to the track, don't worry. We will get you closer. Saturday, June 24th at Flamborough Speedway. It's Meet the Drivers Night, so get out to the track and meet the drivers. If you can't, join us here at Race Time Radio for all the action and fun. Gates open at 5 Racing starts at 6.30, and so will our broadcast. Meet you then. Did you know you can get home and away feeds for every NFL, NBA, and NHL game on your phone? I can't believe it! Every game, all
all season. It's all on the SXM app. Sports the way they're meant to be heard. With your hometown announcers just to tap away. Search for your team, then tap the star on the corner of the screen and save it as your favorite. And it is gone! An incredible finish! And if you love college sports, when the game is on, just search for your school. It's always a home game when you listen to sports on the SXM app. Free for most subscribers. The Riverside 250 started back in 1977 at Riverside International Speedway. The 250 has continued for all but a couple of years since. In 2007, the 250 was titled the IWK 250 and has been Canada's crown jewel event to win every year. The tradition continues this July 15th weekend. With the IWK 250 tailgate parties on Thursday night, then Friday night, it's the Auto World Sportsman Series, Henry's Auto Pro 100. And then on Saturday, it's the IWK 250 featuring the stars of the East Coast International Pro Stock Tour and teams from across Canada and the U.S. For tickets and camping info, get to riversidespeedway.ca and join us live. At Canada's ultimate short track race, the IWK 250, presented by Steve Lewis. What is Sirius XM NASCAR Radio? Tyler Reddy will go to Victory Lane at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. You just won at Indy. Down here in Victory Lane, let me ask the fans. It's all. Joe Logano will set his sights on a championship. Two times, baby. Things. He shot him off the right track. Back up on the throttle as he heads to victory. <laughs> NASCAR. Oh, he loses it. He crashes. Sirius XM NASCAR Radio, Channel 90. Also streaming on the SXM app. Oh, hell yeah. Even though Napa is a nationally known name, nearly all of our stores are built from the ground up by local owners and families. People you might call neighbors will be here, there, and everywhere. Doing what neighbors do to keep their communities moving forward. You stop by a Napa Auto Parts store, you can count on Napa know-how. Tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by Napa Auto Parts Stores, New Glasgow, Andy Ganesh, and Port Hawkesbury, Nova Scotia. You can count on Napa know-how. AP Race Fuels, the worldwide leader in race fuel technology. From the high banks of Daytona. Cover it all. Ooh, that's going to leave a mark. And now, back to the Joes. Hey, shake and bake, Cal! Woo! Shake and bake! Here on Race Time Radio. And we are back with you live tonight on Sirius XM Channel 167 Canada Talks at our new time. How do you like this? From 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern Junior. We're on a prime time. Guys driving home from the cottage, probably. Maybe missed the weekend of racing. Um and getting caught up on all their short track stuff on the way home. Kind of cool when you can do that on Sirius XM. Yeah, definitely. And uh, a little bit earlier for our East Coast contingent as well. You That's know, when right. we get them on the program, uh, you know, some of them, some of them interviews were getting kind of late for those guys. So yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. they were wrapping up, uh, uh, you know, at, at uh, you know, 10, 10 30 for, uh, for some of them. So mm-hmm. uh, it becomes a little difficult to get them on the, on the air. But uh, uh, yeah, no, it's perfect. Not now. Not nope. now. They can hit the sheet. Early. That's right. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Uh, and that's what uh, everybody likes to do on a Sunday night. You got a busy Monday all lined up. Listen, you got lots of good racing coming at you next weekend. Of course, the NASCAR Pinty Series is heading 
for my favorite racetrack in Newfoundland. It is Eastbound International Speedway, Eastbound Park. You can find them online for any of the details you want to know about the race weekend. Uh, knowing Mike James and uh, Bob Smith and all the guys at Eastbound, and uh, while I think of it, I got to say uh, to uh, the scorekeeper there, uh, she's got a Glenda. Glenda, I hope you're feeling better. I hope you're doing better. Uh, she was going through some health stuff, and um, hopefully she's back on the mend and ready to go. I know she loves the NASCAR Pinties when they come to town. She likes all the classes, but when the Pinties cars come in, Glenda gets right off the chip. I know you jumped in and seen her last year when you were out at the Rock. Yeah, definitely, and uh, everybody gets off the chip. It's, I, I mean, last year... Everything came together pretty quick uh, for the Pinty's race, right? Like, mm-hmm. I know they launched it in the spring, and, um, you know, they had some time to prepare. Uh, now they've had a full year to prepare. I can't yes. wait to see uh, what Mike James and his promotional team and NASCAR have done collectively. You know, uh, 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 Al and, and Alan and his team at NASCAR working with Mike James and those people, yeah. um, you know, at the, at the Speedway. I know that there's going to be some really neat stuff to take place. Um, They'll be down on George Street. You can guarantee it. From the time the haulers dock at Placentia, if that's where they pull into, uh, Mike James will have those teams busy from there, entertaining race fans and getting up and close and personal and getting everybody all dialed in. Yeah, there's a – you know, it's cool when you you attend a driver's meeting – and they cover off the stuff that is, you know, mandatory for the next week. And it's usually not mandatory. Usually right. it's, uh, you know, uh, uh, suggested, you know, whether it be a, there's a car show or, or there's an appearance here or there's whatever. In this case here, they said it right in the driver's meeting. You know, it's mandatory. There's going to be a big autograph session Friday night, a big fanfare uh, right downtown in St. John's. Um, there's there's going to be a tremendous amount of uh, banners and uh, everything else. Welcome race fans and um, the the St. John's people last year um, all heard that NASCAR was there. Right. This right. year here, they're going to know that NASCAR is here. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. Uh, that's that's a big difference. And and uh, they had a they had a, a an attendance you know that that was huge last year, um, even on a rain day. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I remember last year I sent you a picture. Yep. Uh, they, the parking lot was jammed. Uh, an hour before the gates opened, there was a lineup. Uh, it had to be a mile and a half long. Um, they were going in and pre-entering people, pre-scanning the yep. tickets in the line yep. uh, just to make the line move fast enough to get everybody in for the green flag. Yeah. Um, it was a, a massive event last year, and uh, this year, by the sounds of it, is going to be even bigger. Even bigger. And uh, it's going to be really neat to, to see. And, and four, by the sounds of it, four Newfoundland can competitors yeah 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 gonna be behind the wheel of race cars oh, and good race cars as well yeah brandon Mc, uh, brandon mcfarland drives the winging it number 23 beautiful looking race car he's of course been in the nascar penny series uh he was there at sunset again at shot on the oval tracks and josh collins uh the number 56 car uh these are two homegrown guys that uh, know their way around Eastbound. Uh, uh, both of them have done a ton of winning at this speedway. And now that they've got those Pindy's cars and they've had time to work with them, watch these guys go. I'm telling you what, I know everybody likes taking, 
you know, the DJs and the Andrew Rangers and the uh, your Cameron in the in the '96 car and the all the favorites, right? LP Dumoulin. Uh, that, that track owes LP one right after the accident he had last year. Watch for LP to be quick, but uh, there's nothing like having the the nuances and the knowledge of the speedway. And Brandon McFarlane and Josh Collins, the two of them, can drive that racetrack blindfolded. Uh, so it'll be very interesting to see how those guys do from a local perspective. And when they pull out, you listen to those Newfoundland fans cheer that. Uh, you ain't seen nothing until you've got those Newfoundland fans. Uh, they'll tell you when something's right, and they'll also tell you when something's wrong. They are very, very vocal. Uh, but what a crowd. What a crowd. What a racetrack. They got a good thing happening there, and it's even going to be better this year. Yeah, definitely. And then you got Sarah Thorne uh, going to be yep. behind the wheel of the 06 uh, for DJK, and and uh, Wayne Hanlon as well, Wayne Hanlon Jr. Wayne's in the number jump 11. In. Oh, cool. um, and uh, it is a it is a beautiful race car. Um, uh, the race car that he's going to be in, uh, super familiar with it. I, I believe that it's the Mopar uh, championship winning car from uh, Andrew Ranger. Oh, cool. Um, that Andrew Ranger used to drive. So. Um, Wayne Hanlon's definitely in a really good piece, and and so is Sarah. Everything that DJ's got is really nice. Um, but uh, yeah, no, and then you know you, you do have your regular contingent, and and I don't care how good you are at any racetrack when you are up against the main contingent in the Penny Series, uh, even if they've never seen the place, uh, they unload pretty good. If there was one guy, like if I could have a wish and be granted that wish, if there was one guy I'd like to see behind the wheel of a Penny's car. At that speedway would be Jason Groves, the 74 uh, sportsman. He's a multi-champion at that racetrack, a hell of a wheelman, a really, really good guy. It would be so cool to see Jason oh, behind hey, the wheel. The, uh, another, another. So there's actually five. Is there? Owen Groves. Owen. Owen yes. is going to be in the 99. Talk about a um, talented young man. With uh, Partnered with Larry Jackson. Really? I just thought of that. I just seen that. Good, yep. uh, good, good. Extremely sorry about not mentioning you, Owen. Um, but uh, yeah, Owen Groves uh, in the number 99, partnered with Larry Jackson and, and his team. So um, that's another one. Oh. But uh yeah, no, it's... Look I out, mean, NASCAR regulars. That's all I can say. Just look yep, out. Yep, uh, these sure. guys are not getting in just a dog and pony show, no. as you know. Nope. Uh, they're coming to win. Yep. Uh, it's going to be very interesting. Absolutely. It should be really cool to see. Um, you know, I, I think uh, it, Trayton Lapsovich had a great run last year at, uh, at Eastbound. He had a great run going. Um, Brandon Watson as well. He mm. was really sporty there. Um, and, uh, and Ranger of course was as well. We, we led a bunch of laps there and then, and then, uh, ended up cooking a motor. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, it's, uh, <laughs> man, I, 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 I'm really, really, this is the first pennies race where, uh, like this season where I'm like coming off the chip to get there. Yeah. I, I really want to yeah. get to Newfoundland and, and, uh, it, it is going to be a really cool, not to say that the other ones weren't worthy of getting excited for, but, right. Right. but, uh, this one here is, uh, um, it, it's going to be a special event. Well, I can, uh, almost guarantee you we'll have the winner next Sunday right here on the program. I look forward to having every NASCAR Pinty Series race winner on when they're available. We'll get them on. We always give them the opportunity to jump on and uh, to address everybody. But uh, look forward to that one. Absolutely. Uh, we're waiting on Kyle Steckley to hop in here. He won the APC race at uh, Peterborough Speedway. Kind of not like Kyle to not be on here. Uh, something could be up.
you know, you never know. But uh, uh, Kyle definitely did a great job at Peterborough Speedway. Uh, Junior was there spotting for the number 17 car. Um, kind of weird at the end of that one, Junior. I kind of thought you guys finished somewhere around 6th, 7th, 8th. Uh, wasn't quite sure. I knew you weren't the winner. Uh, but things did look a little different at the end of that race. And I guess you didn't come away with even a top 10 finish in that one. No, and, and you know, it's uh, it's really tough. You got to you gotta kind of, and I'm, I would say this right to anybody, but um, uh, the, the way that everything shook out, uh, the choose cone rule um, is very ah. difficult to police. Okay. Um, well, how how difficult can it be? You're well, either no, on this no, lap, you're either going to be high no, or you're going to be low. No, the choose cone rule is difficult when you have a when you go back a lap. So so if you have a yellow on a short track, right? Mm-hmm. Um, there's not scoring loops all the way around like you have in NASCAR, right? And yellow flag laps don't count, right? So yellow flag laps don't count, right? Um. The, you go back. You go back to the last completed last lap. completed lap. Now, and and I got clarification on this today of what was happening, but um, when they throw a yellow, mm-hmm. right? So uh, lap eighty was done five times last night. Okay. Okay. So they took the green. There was an immediate yellow. Fox they go back to up. lap eighty. Yep. They took the green, yellow flag. Five they go times. back to lap eighty. Um. Relining the field, they don't reline it, you know, because uh, they they line up the field single file. Mm-hmm. So what was happening was when they would cross the transponder line on lap eighty, right. they would repopulate the top five or well, like everybody the, the full running order. Yeah. Now they go back a lap. Well, if you chose the top on lap oh. eighty, if, oh, oh, oh. if you turn if you if you you know cross yeah. the start finish line. Yeah. And you took the top this time, and then you take the bottom the next time. Yep. Well, I get you. Well, now you just you just completely miscombobulated the entire order, <laughs> yeah. and there's nothing you can do. You no. can't go back. You can't go back in time. No, you can't go back to lap seventy nine. So what happened yeah, was, yeah, yeah, I see what you're saying now. What happened was is, is it, they were taking the green flag on lap eighty. A quick yellow would come out. They would all go back to single file. Well, the only option that they have is to reline the field. As you just picked, ah. so yeah. now yeah, yeah. Uh, the eighty-nine car had not never been fourth like all all race the, yep. the entire race right right. Well, he, he started up front, but but yeah. like well, he, he went to the for back, a long right period of time. He hadn't been up front right, and he, you know he restarted seventh like three times in a row. Well, he got a good run, crossed the line fourth, and the yellow came out. Well, when the yellow came out, he was he was P four. Mm-hmm. Right, they go back a lap. He was P four. He should have been seventh. He should have been seventh. Gotcha. Uh, but it wasn't just the eighty nine. I'm not no, using no. him as an example. No, the eighty four. The eighty four. It happened to the eighty four. It happened to us. Well, we were never I, ninth. <laughs> I seen Jr. on the one restart. He was outside pole, and I went, "Hmm, I yeah. can't remember seeing Jr. up." And then I went, "Oh, yeah, choose line." Yeah. So Jr. chose the outside where the rest of the field was wanting the inside. Because if you got stuck on the outside, we've seen it happen to the 89 car at the beginning of the race. He was on the outside, did a whale of a job for like three laps, and then dropped like a stone all the way to the rear of the field. So, uh, yeah, that's why guys didn't want the outside. And then on that uh, one of the final restarts, 
the 78 of Joe Lawrence that chose to stay on the inside when JR went to the outside uh, on one of those restarts. The 78 went, no, no, I'm not going to do that again. I will go to the outside. And then uh, it, uh, I see what you're saying now. I get it now. Yeah, so I... That it, would be confusing. It was super confusing yes. for the competitor base. Well, for everybody. It would have been, been super frustrating for a fan. Uh, it would have been very frustrating for the poor scorer, for Pete and those guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, because everybody's yelling at them. Everybody's wow. like, what is happening? Yeah, yep. It, going back to it... I think that they're going to have to look at the structure of of how they do it, whether they freeze the field and that is, you know, that's where that is the lineup for that lap. Yep. Um, but what they were doing was basically going back a lap. And when they were going back to that lap 80, when they mm-hmm. crossed the line, that's technically adding a lap to the race. Right. And and that you can't do that. No, so no, no. You can do that under NASCAR's rules because you're not every this. lap counts. Right. You still go back to the last completed lap, but when you get to the start finish line, that's when it when it reads. So technically they would have had to go back to lap seventy not anyways. There is a major problem with the choose cone rule. And if there is consecutive yellows in the APC series, yeah. they are going to need to rectify it. I think they they're will. going to. They will. They're going to come up out. with. They're going to come up with it. But I wanted to clarify for everybody that was watching. Yeah. When when I what happened when when they told me, my eyes opened up and I got it. Yeah. At that point, just like I did. I was just like, now. man, yeah. they are. They were caught between a rock and a hard place, and it was one of those things where you, you don't anticipate it until it happens. Yep. And uh, so. Hats off to them for still putting on a whale of a show. Yep, yep. Um, you know, APC still did a great job of of officiating the race. It's just they they were caught between a rock and a hard place. And, yeah, and uh, it'll be interesting to see what they do. Um, I don't want them to. I don't want them to get rid of the choose rule. No, I think no, no. that. They no. created a gambling situation. They just, uh, and they'll figure it out. Yeah. I know they will, yep. guaranteed. But yep. uh, we got to put it out to 78 of Joe Lawrence. Just about got that one. Small team. Uh, and He did a great job. The underdogs are doing it. <laughs> yeah. But the 22 car, uh, the APC machine of uh, Kyle Steckley, did go to victory lane. We were hoping to have Kyle on here tonight. Hopefully everything's okay because Kyle has always been uh, one of those staples that uh, when we invite him on and he says, yes, he is here. So uh, hopefully everything's okay. But congratulations to Kyle Steckley. And uh, we are going to hit our final break of the show. And when we come back, we're going to go all the way out to Saskatoon. We won't see Jim Gaunt, uh, but we will hear from him. Uh, driver, the number 55 car at uh, Sutherland Automotive Speedway. They had a 150 last night, and it was Jimmy Gaunt that went to Victory Lane. And he's going to join us here tonight live on the program. So stay with us. Junior and I will be back in just a couple of minutes. Stay with us. You're listening to Canada Talks on Sirius XM, Channel 167. It's time to get back to the racetracks. For over 30 years, Quick Quick Fire Starters have fueled the sport on and off the track making lighting your campfire as easy as one, two, three. There's no need for kindling or paper. Just pop your quick, quick fire starter in the pit, add your wood, and presto, you're a pro. 
quick wick fire starters, no harmful chemicals, and guaranteed to light your fire every time. Quick wick fire starters, the world's best fire starter. Racetime Radio is brought to you by the Quality Inn Halifax Airport, the official stay of the Racetime Radio broadcast crew. Even though Napa is a nationally known name, nearly all of our stores are built from the ground up by local owners and families. People you might call neighbors will be here, there, and everywhere. Doing what neighbors do to keep their communities moving forward. You stop by a Napa Auto Parts store, you can count on Napa know-how. You watch them run every weekend, but Saturday, June 24th at Flamborough Speedway is your chance to get close and meet the drivers. The drivers behind the wheel of the Pro Late Models, Mini Stock, Pure Stocks, Super Stocks, and the Pro Challenge will all gather on the front straightaway and we'll throw open the gate so you can see the drivers and the machines who put on the show each week. Racetime Radio will be there to cover the action and talk with the drivers. So if you can't get to the track, don't worry. We will get you closer. Saturday, June 24th at Flamborough Speedway. It's Meet the Drivers Night, so get out to the track and meet the drivers. If you can't, join us here at Racetime Radio for all the action and fun. Gates open at 5 Racing starts at 6.30, and so will our broadcast. Meet you then. The Riverside 250 started back in 1977 at Riverside International Speedway. The 250 has continued for all but a couple of years since. In 2007, the 250 was titled the IWK 250 and has been Canada's crown jewel event to win every year. The tradition continues this July 15th weekend. With the IWK 250 tailgate party on Thursday night, then Friday night, it's the Auto World Sportsman Series, Henry's Auto Pro 100. And then on Saturday, it's the IWK 250 featuring the stars of the East Coast International Pro Stock Tour and teams from across Canada and the U.S. For tickets and camping info. Get to riversidespeedway.ca and join us live at Canada's ultimate short track race, the IWK 250, presented by Steve Lewis. Tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by Napa Auto Parts Stores, Port Hawkesbury, New Glasgow, and Endicottish, Nova Scotia. From the high banks of Daytona... We are Race Time Radio. And now, back to Joe Chisholm. Run, Sandy, run for your life. And welcome back, everyone, to Race Time Radio, all live tonight on Sirius XM, Channel 167, Canada Talk. So glad you could tune in tonight. Uh, we're going to, in a couple moments here, we're going to grab Jimmy Gaunt, uh, driver the number 55 that won the 150 last night at Sutherland Automotive Speedway out in Saskatoon. Of course, in that race, Matt Shirley, uh, and Trevor, Trevor, uh, or pardon me, Trevor, um, Trent Seidel, uh, driver of the number 70, he was in that race. I was texting a little bit with the guys beforehand, and uh, Trent was one of the guys that I was sending a note to. I watched on uh, Race Monitor uh, and seen the times the guys were flashing, and sure enough, the, uh, the, the 
70 car was right up there. Uh, second quick time when I was looking at it. And uh, Matt Shirley, a driver of the number 12, we heard from Matthew last week on the show. He was real fast. Uh, so I kind of figured, like, one of these guys is going to win the race. Uh, they're setting fast times. And uh, today, I uh, sent a little message out to Trent, said, hey, did you win the race? I didn't know who won. And uh, he sent me back a note. He said, nope, I didn't win. He said, I led up until uh, one, lap 115. Uh, he said he finally chased down Matt Shirley and got him, passed him. And then uh, I guess on lap 115, uh, it was his turn to get passed. And uh, Jimmy got, uh, got by him. And went to Victory Lane, and uh, it was quite a show. Uh, it was uh, g- good to hear that uh, the race went off, and the 55 car of Jimmy Gaunt went to Victory Lane. He joins us now on the hotline. What's going on tonight there, Jim? How you doing? How are things tonight, Jimmy? You got us? Hello, Jim. Hello on the line. I, I can hear somebody in the background. I can hear Jim, somebody can hear in us? the background. Jimmy, can you hear us? Okay, Jimmy can't hear us. I'm going to get Sue. I'm going to get you to uh, maybe drop Jimmy off and uh, call him back or pick it up and find out what's going on there and let me know when Jim is on the line. Uh, second spot was uh, Kevin Dick in the uh, in his car. He ended up in a second. Trevor Eamon ended up in the third spot. Trevor, or Trevor, I did it again. Trent ended up in that uh, third or fourth spot. But uh, we'll try... Uh, we'll try this line again. What's going on there, Jim? You got us? No. No Jimmy there. So we definitely have a problem. Sue, I'm going to get you to call him back on the other line, please, on uh, the other line, and we'll try that. Maybe we've got a problem here with the board. Now that we've got everything zoomed in there, yeah. I could have changed some settings. Uh, instead of doing it old school like we've been doing it, uh, and nevertheless, uh, quite a race in Saskatoon. They've got, uh, of course, the NASCAR Penny is going to come through there when they do the Western Swing. Um, it, it's a great track. Junior, you've been to the Speedway a few times. What do you think of that place? Yeah, I love that place. It's, uh, uh, you know, I hate the fact that they've changed the name three times in the past, you know, eight years. But uh, yeah. I love the racetrack itself. Um, just uh, a crown jewel uh, on the way over, uh, you know, to the western side of Canada. It is just a uh, a speed palace. You know, it is a place that's got multiple grooves. Um, it's got tons of traction built into that asphalt i don't know what kind of asphalt it is uh what the makeup is but they should definitely photocopy how to make that asphalt and make other racetracks out of it because it is it it is a a really neat place that uh uh, you know, it's not a cheese grater, and it's not. It's also not a slippery track, right? It's, right. It's a racetrack that is. It, it is very racy, and uh, you know, it's tough to have that. It's got some character. There's swells. Um, you know, y- you got to have travel in the car. You got to be able to uh, get over those certain bumps. You got to be able to straddle the seams where they are, but you also, you know, have the ability to race side by side. And it's just, uh, you know, a phenomenal place. There isn't a bad seat in the house. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got great sight lines. It's kind of, you know, the pit area is down in a, in a bowl. Um, and, uh, yeah, no, it's just a, a great place. Jimmy, have you got us now, buddy? No. Oh, man, we're striking out here. We're Let striking out on this. the phone line. Jimmy, have we got you on this line? 
No, we haven't got Jim God on any of the lines, so uh, there's not much I can do about that. Uh, it's just uh, one of those deals. Uh, we end up with technical difficulties, and it should've, happens. He should have had Zoom, too, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, uh, he did go to Victory Lane. The 55 car has been running real strong at Sutherland Automotive Speedway, and he is one of those guys that get keep your eye on. I was interested to find out if Jim Gaunt was any relation to Marty and to Johnny Gaunt that we have here in Ontario, um, I, I don't know. I was going to ask him that question, and uh, hopefully, uh, w- you know, we can solve the issues here at some point and get Jimmy on the line. It won't be tonight, I can guarantee you that, uh, but we do have to congratulate uh, Jim Gaunt and his whole 55 team uh, for doing a great job out there. Yeah, definitely. And you can see his car right on the screen here. Um, you know, the the 55 car, beautifully prepared, um, uh, you know, late model. Um, it's got one of my favorite sponsors on it. Can well, let's try it again. Is? Jimmy, have you got us? No. Uh, we got no Jimmy on that line. So I have no idea what's going on. But uh, things did change with our bell package yes. outside the house. Uh, they've been working in the area, putting Bell 5 in at all different locations right around where we are. Now, we've been on Bell 5 high-speed Internet uh, for uh, probably the better part of a year, but now they're hooking up multiple people, and when they do that, sometimes some of the lines get crossed up, and I believe our phone line uh, to this board was definitely one of those lines that have been crossed up. So uh, we'll rectify that, and I know we'll get Jimmy on here uh, probably next week on the show. But uh, back to back guests, right? It's and we got a yeah. new time too, right? But yeah. Kyle Steckley, uh, of course, we never got a chance to catch up with him either, right? Um, but uh, hey, what can you do? It's live radio. Yeah. that's what this is. Yeah, and it, it happens. It it, it happens one hundred percent. It's all it's it, it's uh, you know it, it's not like they're sitting in the studio with us. Yeah. <laughs> so. so- Next week, off to Newfoundland you go. Yep. Uh, the APC series now won't go back under the green flag until what? Delaware Speedway. Delaware is the next race. Yeah. yeah. The, the doubleheader. The the uh, yeah towards the end of June. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, it's going to be a whale of a race over there. Um, well, the half mile. It always is a good race at Delaware Speedway. Yep. And you usually get some you know different characters that jump into that race that you may not see at some of the other speedways uh just like this weekend at peterborough speedway it was kind of nice to see brian mercer's son in the race it's the first time i've seen jacob race in the 81 car uh kind of nice to see him in uh the 16 car that day's a thunder machine um uh, ryan kimball yeah but we haven't seen ryan did he not used to drive the 29 car yeah he did yeah and uh um uh, over the off season um uh, uh mr grossman he sh- uh, sean grossman stepped away from ah, uh gotcha. on the ownership side and yeah um uh you know so ryan kimball is kind of back to operating his own program um uh, no real difference you know same same core group of guys yeah um but uh, ryan always had a yellow number 16 and and uh you know days of thunder look he <laughs> went went uh, uh with the crow's gas bar and and you know jbex construction and all those guys um you know kind of put the band back together and and uh went racing and uh well they had a fast he, car that 16 car was moving definitely. it was a, it was a it was a rocket ship at peterborough um he was racing for points for uh, Tom Gibbons, 
Uh, Is that who he was running for? Yeah, so Tom uh, had a previous engagement, and uh, um, he uh, was unfortunately unable to make it. Um, so uh, the 16 uh, ran for the number 10. Uh, got a great point showing for Tom Gibbons. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. Um, and, uh, um, you know, cut his way through the field and, and uh, got a decent finish out of it. Um, you know, obviously not where he wanted to be because he was deemed an involved car. Um, on one of the incidents uh, down the front straightaway, uh, but uh, yeah, it was a great showing for uh, for for Ryan and and uh, definitely a staple. He's been a staple for a lot of years in the APC series, and you know I, when you get to Delaware, there's a pile of names that you expect to see. Mm-hmm. Um, and now the thing about it is, is a bunch of those cars just kind of got tore up <laughs> over the last yeah, yeah. couple of weeks. You know, I, 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 you're never surprised to see Jesse Kennedy in any race at Delaware Speedway. Um, and unfortunately, that car got destroyed. Yeah, I don't got, know. Yeah, I don't know if they're going to be able to fix it for. Uh, um, Hopefully, you know. Rick Spencer Wallach gets a chance to uh, cool the jets a wee bit. I know he was pretty excited at the uh, conclusion of last night's race. Hopefully the 31 car is able well, to uh, made a post earlier. make the corner, you know. Yeah, you made a post earlier about uh, uh, taking a step away from uh, from the the tour just to uh, regroup a little bit. He's had a tough uh, beginning to the season. And yeah, but he's got a couple of weeks now. There's going to be a couple of weeks yep, off. And he's got a little time the, to catch his breath. Yeah, by the sounds of it, he's, uh, he's you know, wanting to spend some time with Jake and, and get some family time and... Do what he does. So mm-hmm. um, it'll be uh, it'll be interesting. Obviously, when when the tour gets back to sunset, um, you, you know if he is running for points there, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I'd imagine you see him again. But um, you know, definitely he's been a staple in the tour in in the series as well. But uh, you know, guys like Ray Morno, um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. guarantee when APC rolls in, Morno is going to be there. Yeah, um, zero three car always runs quick at Delaware. Yep, he yep. he had a bad night. Uh, don't know whether no, it wasn't last Friday night. The Friday, Friday before. night before, him and Patrick Friel and, yeah. and Cole Powell uh, got yes. into it. And that was on the back defense. stretch. Yeah. Yep. Um, but uh, but yeah, no. And when you when you look at it, Connor Pritigo, um, he's ready. He's oh. ready for the APC tour. Man, is he ever? Um, you know, Chase Pinsano is another guy. He's ready for the APC tour. He just got off a seventy five lapper. Longest run in his career. So right. um, I don't know whether they're running. I don't know. We're throwing all these names out there. Sure, sure. Um, you know, their um, potentials. Their potentials that we're going to see jump into the into the APC race. And uh, you also, you know, some part time guys. You know that that want to be a part of Delaware Speedway. Um, uh, you know that that we might see as well. Um, but uh, yeah, no, it'll be it'll be really interesting to see who all is is there for the next one. Um, it'll be a different looking field again, and uh, that's something that's exciting. Yeah, it sure is. Uh, just got a quick note back from Kyle, and he said that our link wasn't working. So I'm going to just give him another quick little blast here and uh, see if we can't get Kyle on the show. Um, it was a very interesting weekend all the way around. The Lucas Oil, uh, or not Lucas Oil, the Quick Rick Firestarter Can-Am Midgets always do a great job. They're going to be back on the racetrack, I believe, next weekend. Uh, they're back at it. Um, a good core group of guys in that as well. Um, it, like that, uh, Corey, uh, Corey Whittem, I believe, is the driver's name. 
that kid can get the job done, but I don't know whether he's going to be that guy. Uh, Bobby's also quick, too. Uh, there's going to be some new guys at the front of the field, I believe, on the next one as we get a little closer. Yeah, I love the Canada Midgets. They're, uh, they're definitely a lot of fun to watch. And, uh, you know, Daniel Hahn and those guys, they put together a, a, a wicked chassis, and, and uh, there's a bunch of great competitors in it. I have been distant from the Can-Am Midgets, unfortunately. It seems like wherever they race, <laughs> I'm yeah. not there. Yeah. Um, you know, it's uh, they're a feature event, you know, in their own. And uh, um, usually if, if I'm at a racetrack spotting for a late model, <laughs> Can-Ams are at a different racetrack uh, as a feature event, uh, as a headliner at, uh, you know, at a different one across the province. But uh, always a treat to catch them. You know, <laughs> whenever you see the Can-Ams, um, they, uh, they're definitely a, a blast to watch. Well, uh, I know when, uh, you got Terry Watts, he's the guy that, uh, is the director. I believe he's still the director of the series. Uh, him and Kim have been a staple in that Can-Am Midget series for years. And, uh, they do a tremendous job as all of them do. Uh, if you get a chance to see the quick, quick fire starter Can-Am Midgets, get out and watch them. Uh, I can remember years ago, Harry Macy was the guy that was directing the series. Uh, of course, Harry out of the U.S. Uh, back then, they would be 40-plus cars would show up at the track. And back then, they didn't have a starter yep. uh, on the car. They used to all have to be pushed to get running. And they had like four or five vehicles that would push them and to get them going. Um, and when a costume would come out, uh, or a red flag would come out, Everybody would have to stop, and they'd have to redo it again. Kind of tough sledding back in those days, but they ended up putting starters on them, and it really sped things up. Yeah, definitely. Just like sprint car racing, right? Yeah. It's, uh, you go to a sprint car race, if there's a red flag, it takes a while to get them all fired back up. But, uh, um, hey, I do got to give a big shout-out. Uh, I said it on Twitter. I got to say it here. Watched. I I have flow racing and mm -hmm. and I watch flow racing here and there. You know when there's a major event that I want to watch, uh, but I'm not one of those pe people that that tune in. You know to every single dirt race that's ever been broadcast, um, or or every single race that's ever been broadcast. You know, like I, I have it on when I when I turn it on. I had nothing to do Thursday night. I was sitting there and I just scrolled through and and they had the regular Saturday night from Thunder Road. And, of course, Ken Squire's famous racetrack, Thunder Road. And uh, they had the ACT, late, ACT legal late models. Yeah. Um, 50 laps. Um, it was just a regular old Saturday night, but on a Thursday. Uh, they had a class of super stocks that were amazing. Mm -hmm. um, they had the four cylinders. They put on a whale of a show. Mm -hmm. And then the late models came out, and they did driver intros, and they showed the camera. And... They showed from the back of the field to the front of the field, there was 26 late models. Yeah. There was not one mark, one decal, one scuff on the paint from the back to the front. Really? The most epic field of late models that I have ever seen. And they zoomed in on each car. You know, each driver did the big wave as yeah. they were introduced. And they showed... And, you know, when somebody says that's a beautiful field of race cars on the racetrack... Thunder Road takes that cake yeah. for me. Yeah. Um, I have never seen that many. Like, it, it was cup quality. Like, yeah. you know, when you look at it. Um, That's where Dave Moody got to start. Yeah, yeah, but it's uh, uh, it was it was absolutely incredible. Now, 
ACT style late models. Um, uh, ACT has always done a great job. Um, it wasn't an ACT sanctioned event. It was just a regular old Saturday night, but, uh, man, I gotta, you gotta give, you know, credit where credit is due. And, and, uh, man, the, uh, the the caliber of equipment, the caliber of the racing, uh, the outer groove that Thunder Road has, I will tune in this Thursday night just as a fan now and, and just watch that because um, and and if you get the chance of flipping through Flow TV, uh, check out that Thunder Road deal because man, they uh, uh, they put on a whale of a show. Too cool. I gotta say uh, that just while we we're discussing there, having a look at my phone, and Kyle did try and get in. And uh, we definitely have a network problem uh, oh, because no. it couldn't get through. So okay. Kyle is on the ready, but uh, it couldn't happen. So we'll get those issues all fixed up, uh, guaranteed, for next week here on Race Time Radio. But we did have a lot of great guests on tonight. Sure, hope you enjoyed the program. And uh, you can send us a note anytime. Joe at racetimeradio.com is my email address. And uh, we look forward to getting you back here uh, next Sunday at 5 p.m. Eastern, right here on Sirius XM Channel 167. But that's going to do it for us tonight. Got to thank Susie Q right here. Got to wish everyone a happy Father's Day. Should have done that off the top, but uh, happy, happy Father's, Father's Day. Day. Daddy-o. You betcha. Appreciate it, Joe. You have safe travels out to Eastbound International Speedway. Uh, make sure you say hi to all the buds out there for me. Uh, give Patty a big hug and... Uh, and Glenda, all of them, uh, you have safe travels. And I know uh, we will all be tuned in or at the Speedway throughout the course of next week. But uh, that is going to do it for us tonight. Thanks so much for tuning in, everybody. Have a good one, and we'll catch you next week right here on Race Time Radio. Good night. Thanks for listening to Race Time Radio. Visit us on the web at www.racetimeradio.com. We hope you'll join us again next time for more Race Time Radio. Come on now, dig, dig, dig. Exclusively on your home for the hardcore race fan. Excellent, buddy, excellent. 